The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What a world! Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, March 3rd. A nice little third for the third day. Uh, 2022. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you have been enjoying all of the riveting coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine. It feels weird that the Combine is happening in March. March. That's obviously a product of the NFL regular season lasting a week longer and the playoffs and everything, everything getting kicked down the road just one week. Um, so it just feels a little bit unnatural, but still uh, nice to have some sort of football action happening. Uh, nonetheless, I will never complain about that. But subject of today's conversation here on the Ocho, very simple. Now, I wrote about this too. If you want to check that out, nice little symmetry happening here in the blog of the boys universe. Um, I uh, I kind of stumbled on this idea when we were having our BTB roundtable on Tuesday. Myself, Aiden Davis, Dave Sturchio, and Tony Catalina. It's a thought I'd kind of been cooking up in my mind. I just wanted to kind of talk it out loud here with you because, to be frank, I trust you. Um, I love Jaron Curse, right? I I love Jaron Curse. I love what he meant to the Cowboys in 2021. I love what he brought to the Cowboys. I love the stability he provided on the back end. I love the stability he provided in the safety department in general. Obviously, this is a team that has been wandering through the desert when it comes to safety for the better part of two decades. And I have probably been lowest among people, you know, I talk to on a regular basis, you know, just friends and, you know, other Cowboys people and stuff. I've been lowest on let's get Jaron back. And that's not to say I don't love Jaron Curse back and I don't want him back. I'm just not as as hyped or as, as gassed up about it. I hope he's back. I mean, you know, th- this isn't the, a discussion about Jaron Curse. But but what it's about is is kind of what that what that was kind of stirring up for me. I was kind of thinking about it. I was on a walk with my dog and I was thinking, you know what? Jaron is awesome. All right. But what if he's not? What if the Cowboys just kind of stumbled into into a one year sort of great season? From this particular player. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully Jaron Curse is awesome for the foreseeable future. I would love for that to be the case. Again, this is not about Jaron Curse. But what worries me is that 
J. Ron Curse represents something much larger to the Dallas Cowboys. We are less than two weeks away from free agency. We'll have you covered. We have some videos coming out, by the way, on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. First one actually drops today, uh, looking at notable Cowboys free agents and predicting whether or not they will leave or return to the team. You can catch those, uh, again, at the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. We'll have some more things next week. And then, of course, we'll, we'll have some coverage once free agency begins. But what, what I am worried about is that Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones are looking at Jaron Curse and saying, I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. If we just look in the bargain bin, we'll find the guys. We know what we're doing. My worry, my concern, my fear is that Jaron Curse is proof of concept for the Dallas Cowboys. And again, this sucks because it, it kind of paints a negative light around J. Ron Curse, and he was and is awesome, but it's it's what he's emblematic of. Um, in, in the article I wrote at blogontheboys.com, I looked at the free agency halls from the Cowboys over the last three years, so the off-seasons of 2021, 2020, and 2019. Now, these are, you know, we're going to talk about these players, uh, players who the Cowboys signed to one- or two-year deals in their respective off-seasons. Now, we're going to go in reverse chronological order, obviously going with last year first. So, these are all the players, again, notable players, rather, not all, just notable players that the Dallas Cowboys signed to one- or two-year deals in 2021. All right. Ty and Secchi. Well, yeah, not really anything to get excited about. Jake McQuaid, you know, long snap or whatever. They didn't want LP to break Jason Wynn's record, we all think. Um, you know, not a big deal. Carlos Watkins, who was notable, had a nice season for the Cowboys. Okay, cool. Brent Urban played really well before getting hurt. I think we'd all like to see him back, certainly. Terrell Basham, who had some nice moments, too, you know. So, hey, you know, right there we've got a few in a row. Keanu Neal didn't really, you know, wasn't special, wasn't a disaster. But, you know, um, I think we got a little bit too hyped about that when it happened. And, and like most years, you know, the reality didn't live up to the expectation in our minds. Malik Hooker, who joined the Cowboys late uh, at training camp, uh, was, was a good addition, again. Again, it was a really great offseason. And, and J-Ron, you know, in that way, is just kind of one piece of the, um, you know, microcosm, so to speak. DeMonte Kazee, not anything flashy or whatever. A fine player, but, you know, whatever. Um, we mentioned J-Ron Curse. Jeremy Sprinkle, tied in, kind of insignificant. No offense to Jeremy Sprinkle. And Brian Anger, who was actually a pro bowler for the Cowboys. So, again, I think the Cowboys, this is my own opinion, I think the Cowboys are looking at what they did last year and saying, man, we signed... J. Ron Curse. We signed Carlos Watkins. We signed DeMonte Kazee and Carlos Watkins and Terrell Bash. I think I just said Carlos Watkins and Brent Urban. And we did it. We did. We ignored everything else that everybody did. Everybody's been telling us that we got to spend all this money and we ignored them. And we were right, baby. We won 12 games with our formula. We don't have to change a single thing. That is not the right way to rock people. All right. Is this. It, it very much seems, even if you, you know, buy into some of these other players, again, Brian Anger, technically a pro bowler, technically a better player than Jaron Curse in that particular sense. Uh, but even if you, if you say that they deserve an A, which I would disagree with, but even if you said that, last season is the outlier, not the norm. It is the exception to the rule, not the rule. And let's look at how we can discern that. 2020. So again, these are the notable, and we're talking in case it isn't obvious, external free agents, not players uh, who the Cowboys had on expiring deals and decided to resign or players they gave extensions to, whatever the case may be. Uh, but so these are notable external free agents who the Dallas Cowboys signed to a one or two year deal in 2020. So this is two years ago, um, actually right in the early days of the pandemic. You'll recall free agency happened. Um, you know, nobody knew it was going to happen, obviously. Uh, but so 
free agency happened in a purely socially distanced way. Uh, these are the players, notable players. Again, Joe McCoy, who didn't really, you know, it's hard to grade that one because didn't really um, get to have a career with the Dallas Cowboys, got hurt right at the very beginning uh, when training camp was starting up, and, and that was really unfortunate. I think we all love Joe McCoy and would have loved to have seen him with the Cowboys. Maurice Kennedy, who opted out of the 2020 season, actually, and had that pick on uh, – on, on Super Bowl champion Matthew Stafford in the um, the joint practices that the Cowboys had with the Rams, and that was kind of it. That was kind of that's been the highlight of Maurice Kennedy's career with the Cowboys so far. Ha ha, Clinton Dix. I remember writing that article. It was late at night. I mean, it had to have been like eleven o'clock uh, Central Time when when that news happened. I, I vividly remember that in my mind, and we were all so pumped, and it didn't happen. Right? That was not a great signing for the Dallas Cowboys. Blake Bell, friend of the show, um, you know, an interesting player for the Cowboys, but didn't really materialize into much, and that was. You know, including the fact that Blake Jarwin got hurt, um, you know, early on in the days of the 2020 season. Dontari Poe, all right, we got super pumped about the Cowboys signing Dontari Poe. That did not work out. Alden Smith, who was a great project for the Cowboys, did play very well for them. Obviously, um, they didn't re-sign him. He left for the Seahawks, and who knows what uh, the rest of Alden's future is. But uh, but Alden Smith was, a, you know, and that, I you know, talk about details that you remember. I remember that happened on April Fool's Day, and we were all stunned that they were signing this dude and pulling him out, you know, of what was felt like retirement at least. I remember uh, Connor Livesey, who you can hear on the latest episode of Talk on the Draft with Mark Schofield, Mark, who is actually at the NFL Combine. Uh, Connor and I podcasted, and we were just flabbergasted that it happened. But Alden Smith was a nice signing. They deserve credit for that. Savion Smith, who you know, didn't really amount to much. Again, Daryl Worley didn't really amount to much. And Andy Dalton. Um, and that's a move that's kind of hard to grade just because Andy was thrusted into the starting position when Dak got hurt. So, you know, not 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 totally fair I don't think Andy didn't have a chance to be what the Cowboys signed him to be if that makes sense I know you're probably thinking like they signed him to be a quarterback he got a chance to be a quarterback I think Andy if Andy had had the season as QB2 for the Cowboys that Cooper Rush just did as QB2 for the Dallas Cowboys if that makes sense if Andy had had to come in in one game spot duty type thing the way Cooper did against the Vikings on Sunday Night Football if that was what Andy Dalton did if Andy Dalton comes in and has one start on Sunday Night Football and has a big win and just like Cooper Rush has a game-winning touchdown to Amari Cooper and has this great moment and everybody's feeling the vibes and the positive juice and everything like that Andy Dalton would be one of the most sought-after quarterbacks on the free agent market right now and if you don't believe me just consider that Mitchell Trubisky is one of the hottest names on the quarterback market support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning as a parent you want your child to have every opportunity but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team now more than ever educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S Y L 
V-A-N-29.com. Right now, but, you know, I don't want to, this isn't an Andy Dalton, um, you know, like <laughs> discussion um anyway but but this is the 2020 list again just rapidly joe mccoy moise kennedy haha clinton dicks blake belt ontari poe alden smith savion smith daryl worley andy dalton where is one name where is one name i guess alden right but but where is i mean where, where is proof of concept for the cowboys where is the proof that their methodology is infallible where is proof that what they are doing works that hunting through the bargain bin is the right way to work now the 2020 season broke for a number of different reasons that you know somewhere beyond actually the front office's control but this this is kind of proof that what they're doing is really not working and if you don't believe me let's go back to 2019 so again this is kind of like where we're at right now the early days of 2019 the cowboys were coming off of having won the nfc east of having actually won a playoff game of you know having lost to the team that went to the nfc championship game um you know like the San Francisco 49ers although the 2018 cowboys lost to the rams who actually won the nfc but uh, but anyway very similar circumstances in that sense. Um, also similar circumstances in that 2019 wound up being the last year for Jason Garrett. And obviously, we all know the rumors and discussion encircling Mike McCarthy right now. It does kind of feel like a lame duck-ish sort of year with Sean Payton kind of looming, uh, the way everybody was really looming around Jason Garrett three years ago. But 2019, that's the point. Cowboys believe they have a legitimate contender. They have a legitimate team. They, they're a couple of pieces away. And what do they doing free agency there are four names here four names that are the notable external free agents whom the Dallas Cowboys signed again in the offseason of 2019 first name Kerry Hyder who actually played very well after his time with the Dallas Cowboys but didn't really show up in Dallas specifically Randall Cobb who did have a nice season for the Cowboys obviously that was uh, the season before Dallas drafted CeeDee Lamb but Randall was awesome I thought for the Cowboys certainly a great that was a really great value signing um, just just kind of fit that role perfectly um, and, and ultimately again the 2019 team you know didn't make the playoffs but Randall wound up going to Houston and then got traded back to Green Bay and you know Aaron Rodgers was clearly right I mean who knows but anyway Randall Cobb next one George Iloka, friend of the show, but didn't really amount to much. Um, again, just that was that was the answer was George Iloka. And finally, I mentioned there were four names, and we've gone through three. Christian Covington was the uh, the big swing. He was actually the first player who the Dallas Cowboys signed in free agency three years ago in 2019. And so that's the thing. My my, you know, I I know this is is connected to an article I read. That's what I told you at the very beginning. The title of the article is Success with Bargain Bin Free Agents in 2021 Might Serve to the Detriment of the 2022 Dallas Cowboys. And I am panicked that that is the case. I am worried that the Cowboys are looking at what they did in 2021 specifically. And they're, you know, they've got blinders on. They're ignoring. They're completely not paying any sort of attention to what happened in any year, any moment in time preceding 2021. It is total and complete hindsight, recency bias, looking specifically at last year and saying, look, it worked. We know what we're doing. We're going to do that again because it worked last year. It does not work 
work that way. These are all the names. All right, from 2021, we're going to go back again, reverse chronological order through 2019. 2021, Ty Inseki, Jake McQuaid, Carlos Watkins, Brent Urban, Terrell Basham, Keanu Neal, Malik Hooker, DeMonte Kazee, J. Ron Curse, Brian Anger, Jeremy Sprinkle in 2020, Gerald McCoy, Maurice Kennedy, Haha Clinton Dix, Blake Bell, Dontari Poe, Alden Smith, Savion Smith, Daryl Worley, and Andy Dalton. And then finally, 2019, Kerry Hyder, Randall Cobb, George Aloka, and Christian Covington. Now, I am going to admit right now that this is not an intelligent way of measuring this, <laughs> that this is not an intelligent way of looking at this, that this is not really an intelligent point in any way, shape, or form. But when you think about the names that I just read off to you, there are 24 names there. Is there a single player whose jersey you would buy? Right, like that, like I know it's a weird question, but like to me, that question says that player is contributing at an enormously high level. I believe that that player is a driving proponent behind why the Dallas Cowboys are having success. I want that jersey. The only one I think you can come up with is probably J. Ron Curse, right? That's probably it. I mean, of 24 names. Now, to be fair, by the way, I mentioned um, these were all players who signed one or two year deals with the Cowboys. I did leave two names off, they are in the article. Uh, Greg Zerline signed a three-year deal with the Cowboys in 2020. Clearly, uh, just resounding success that has been. So, you know, if I had included it, it really would have ruined my point. And the other, this one actually speaks to the Cowboys being a little bit creative in ways that we have supported and applauded them for. In 2019, we only mentioned the four names, um, obviously, uh, with Kerry Hyder, George Iloka, Randall Cobb, and Christian Covington. But that same offseason, the Cowboys did trade for Robert Quinn. And what's more is they benefited from that when they obviously did not resign him a year later in 2020, and he got the big deal from the Chicago Bears, and then they picked up the compensatory pick for him last year. So we love moves like that. I mean, do those sorts of things. Those are the things we want to see you do. Um, look at what the, you know, I mentioned the Rams, look at what they did with Von Miller. That's exactly what they did with Von Miller. Now, granted, they had to pay a second and third round pick, but they got a guy who came in who helped them out. They obviously won the Super Bowl, so it looks like the greatest thing of all time, and now he's going to hit free agency and maybe they keep them and if they don't they'll recoup that draft capital a year from now that's the way this works and what's frustrating is the Cowboys don't look at that move and say well that worked that had success let's repeat that no they only want to do that with the microscopic things that you know kind of cater to their narrative and their narrative is we don't need to spend money in big free agency we don't need to be big players there we can do this our way and we're going to have success because look at what we did last year and that is my concern we are about 10 days, 12 days, whatever, 11 days away from free agency technically beginning. In case you are curious, the legal tampering window in the NFL is Monday, March 14th through Wednesday, March 16th. Uh, NFL free agency officially begins at the start of the new league year, which Mark Lane is trying to make a holiday. That is Wednesday, March 16th. That's actually 15, 15, goodness, 13 days from now. I can't even get my math right. Uh, Wednesday, March 16th at 3 p.m. Central Time is when things can become official. But again, with the tampering window open, opening uh, on Monday the 14th. That is actually 11 days from now. It's closer to that. Uh, we'll start to hear whispers and rumors and reports of, of you know teams and players agreeing to terms. And so it feels like in that tampering window specifically, we're not going to hear a peep from the Dallas Cowboys. If it's anything, it's going to be about Michael Gallup or Dalton Schultz or Randy Gregory agreeing to terms with somebody that is not the Dallas Cowboys. And that is troubling that is troubling and that is my concern is that this team is buying into their own success this past year in this particular way in this particular 
avenue in this particular part of roster acquisition. Stephen Jones loves to say that roster acquisition, roster construction is a 24-7, 365 business. I don't know if you know, Stephen, these next 11 days count as a part of those 365 days, so you better do something. You cannot hunt in the bargain bin every single year and have success and success and success. There may be one time where you do it, and congratulations, you did, but last year is the exception. It is not the rule. The rule, if you have been watching or following or paying any sort of attention to the Dallas Cowboys for the better part of the last you know, people people tend to do this. They, they tend to say, like, anything bad about the Cowboys has been the case for the 26-year drop. That's not necessarily the case. But if you have been paying attention closely to the Dallas Cowboys from 2013 through now, 10 off seasons, then you know that they are terrified of spending big in free agency. You know that they are so spooked by what happened with Brandon Carr that they do not want to make that cardinal sin what they define to be a cardinal sin ever again. Instead, they let everybody else pay big. They let everybody else do these big things. They let everybody else make these other trades and they sit, they chill. And then when all the dust settles, they go into the store afterwards and they get what they want. You know, like when stores have sales or whatever, like on Black Friday after Thanksgiving, some people, you know, they got the people like camping out or whatever, and they buy the TV, you know, the like, I don't know, 85 inch TV, whatever. And, you know, like they ever just show up to the store, like, I don't know, like it. 2 p.m. on Friday and like everything's gone but you know you're like hey you know like, like I'll, I'll give you an example um Halloween two or Halloween goodness gracious uh, Thanksgiving 2012 it was Thanksgiving 2012 actually the first year Brandon Carr was with the Cowboys I remember this very vividly even though it took me a minute to get here my cousin and I my cousin Jeremy uh we went to Best Buy this is not an ad but you know just yeah, telling you the story we went to Best Buy on Black Friday uh, about 2 p.m. and everything big was gone and they had the social network the movie uh with andrew garfield and uh who's having you know big big year for andrew garfield but anyway um it was two dollars it was it was two dollars the dvd so i bought it we went back to his house we watched it it was incredible um and i tried to get him to buy it and he didn't want to and i give him crap about this all the time and so he's always saying like man i could have that movie for two dollars and you could have but every now and then you find the social network for two dollars sometimes that can happen that's true sometimes but most of the time that stuff is not really worth it and that stuff's not going to make a difference for you and so hopefully that's a lesson the cowboys learn sometime over the next week and a half although that feels unlikely but uh thank you for stopping by this edition of the ocho l8 uh it is uh i haven't had it yet so i can't say it's a fantastic beer but i trust that troy aikman did not put his name behind something that is not great if you have had eight i'm curious i'm looking for an opportunity to try it myself uh excited about free agency um i know we're all down in the dumps about the cowboys but i'm excited to go through the process nonetheless i'm excited for march madness we're gonna have uh we do this every year we'll have a blog in the boys group so we'll get the link up on twitter and stuff uh if you want to join you know i know everybody does their own pools and stuff like that but we like to have fun with our community uh yeah that about does it that about does it so i hope you have the greatest day of all time i hope you have just a fantastic day i hope you have a wonderful day i hope you have a great thursday friday saturday sunday monday tuesday wednesday until i see you again and until i see you again there will be tons of great content here on the blog and the voice podcast network later on today we normally have riled up with tom ryle and roy white this is their last week off they'll be back next thursday today we have another episode second time this week second time the last two weeks that we've had uh, a twofer from them mark lane and sean martin with hidden yardage later on this afternoon tomorrow friday what up you get girls talking boys with kelsey charles 
Charles and Meg Murray later on in the afternoon, the Star Seminar with Danny Phantom and Rabble Rouser and whatever fantastic guests they wrangled up this week on Saturday, Cowboys Oi, an entirely Spanish-spoken show with Mauricio Rodriguez does a fantastic job. I tweeted this out, and I'm saying this here just for my own personal accountability. Uh, a huge goal of mine is to get completely fluent in Spanish this offseason. I'm about 80-85% fluent. I... Um, you know, I always tell people, like, if you drop me off somewhere, uh, I could survive. You know, that's, that's kind of where my, my fluency is. I understand much more than I'm capable of speaking, but I want to get to that point. I would love to do some Spanish content um, on the podcast network, on the video side of things. Um, so that's that's definitely a huge goal of mine this offseason. But you can hear Cowboys Oi on Saturday. And on Sunday, you can hear the world's team with Meg Murray and Paul Stewart. Uh, very interesting stuff happening with the international games. It does seem – I'm starting to kind of feel like it's more likely than not that the Cowboys are going to be playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars at Wembley Stadium in London. And if that's the case – how do we not go, people? How, how do we not go to London? I mean, how, like, how, how could we not go? So uh, we'll see what happens if and when the time comes. But like I said a moment ago, have the best day ever. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.